Madam Speaker, St. Louis and I rise in support of the article of impeachment against Donald J. Trump. If we fail to remove a white supremacist president who incited a white supremacist insurrection, it's communities like Missouri's first district that suffer the most. The 117th Congress must understand that we have a mandate to legislate in defense of black lives. The first step in that process is to root out white supremacy, starting with impeaching the white supremacist in chief. Thank you, and I yield back. Today, in a bipartisan way, the House demonstrated that no one is above the law, not even the President of the United States. That Donald Trump is a clear and present danger to our country, and that once again, we honored our oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. So help us God. And now, I sadly, with her heart broken over what this means to our country, of a president who will incite insurrection, will sign the engrossment of the article of impeachment. Hey, party crashers. This is your host, Jerry Jones. Welcome to another episode of The Uninvited, however you found us and wherever you decided to find us. I am so very glad that you did. Please do us a favor, will you? Please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss another one of these fine episodes. And should you give us a rating, and I hope that you will, please consider giving us five stars. Because, you know, five stars feels like love. Four stars really feels like the friend zone. Oh, man. Here we go again, huh? <laughs> I, I have have we ever seen any? I mean, no. I guess I I was going to ask if we've ever seen anything quite like this. And the answer is an emphatic hell no. We haven't. I will give I will give the forty fifth president this. Um, he will be remembered for sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he, he, so impeached twice, twice, you know how bad you have to be, um, at this job to be impeached twice. You know how bad you have to be to be impeached twice, really within almost like within a calendar year, uh, of each other. So it come it should come as no surprise um, that the House of Representatives, and I believe this is the I'm gonna trip myself up. I was gonna say the 117th Congress. Uh, uh, they impeached Donald J. Trump. What is the J for? Is it for jailbird? Uh, for um, jock sniffer. Um, speaking of jock sniffer, what is the deal with uh, with the my pillow guy? Do you guys you guys read about this? The my pillow guy got a meeting with the president this week, and he essentially was presenting new evidence. I'm using air quotes for those of you who are new to the show. 
I uh, I use a lot of air quotes, which which is really useful for a podcast format that does not include video. Um, my pillow guy, um, with a briefing, more air quotes, with the president to present new evidence, and the president apparently like, yes, I'm going to take this new evidence, uh, my pillow guy, uh, into into consideration. But apparently, I think it was the Post, Washington Post. Um, got images of the My Pillow Guys notes, and in the My Pillow Guys notes, he was recommending martial law, um, and that the President of the United States is taking advice on how to deploy um, the United States military from the My Pillow Guy. Okay, um, now that might seem like a joke. I mean, it's not a joke. It's not funny. But I, I could see how we might have a little bit of humor around that. Uh, there was a story that broke last night uh, where I believe the, the, secre- the acting secretary of the Department of Defense is insisting and not insisting requiring that a former GOP operative key Trump supporter be placed as the DOD as a DOD attorney yeah I I mean all these government uh, bureaucracies have attorneys but apparently um, there's a lot of concern about how this 11th hour installation of a GOP operative into the uh, you know DOD I think the idea is that people are fearful that documents will be classified uh, between now and Wednesday uh, that could implicate the president in this uh, this failed coup attempt. Um, and, I, and this is happening in, in America right now. This is actually happening in America right now. Um, and so I don't know how, well... I do know how. I do know how this happens. Um, what are we now? Are we... Okay, how does this work? So it's Sunday. I'm recording on Sunday. Um, so are we now three days away? Um, yeah, because it's Wednesday. So so we're a little bit more than 72 hours away from having a new president. Um, speaking of new president, Biden... I, <laughs> this I am giving I'm doing this podcast as if the internet does not exist. <laughs> I'm like giving up updates, more air quotes, giving updates on things that you have probably I'm sure have read on Twitter, uh, and from your brilliant uncle um, on on Facebook um, around um, Joe Biden's plans for uh, COVID relief. Um, I think it's like, uh, it's in the, it's a trillion. It's over a trillion. Am I, did I get that right? Isn't it like 1.9 trillion? It's needed. Um, I don't know if you all saw this. Um, and, and you have probably seen, speaking of, speaking of, um, the Trump regime, uh, earlier last week, secretary, um, of Health and Human Services, Azar, and I'm blanking on Azar's first name, Secretary Azar, 
was on the shows and he was saying, hey, you know, we're going to release the stockpile that we have uh, for the vaccine. We need more vaccines in arms. And, you know, because the states have been complaining about it's not just a logistics issue, which it is. And we can talk a, a little bit about that later. Um, but at the heart of what's happening is part of the logistics failure is the lack of supply, meaning that if we can't count on the supply being there, we can't begin on the local and state level. I say we, I, I am not a part of the vaccination effort, direct vaccination efforts. Um, I'm on the outside trying to, I don't know, build pressure to consider organizing. I, I will say this though, um, what's happening with COVID? There's a whole lot of theorizing. There's a whole lot of, you know, what, what if this, or what if we run out and what about this and what about that? And, um, and there's not a whole lot of action, but back to secretary Azar. So secretary Azar is like, yes, we're going to release, um, uh, all the stockpile that we have to make sure that we get more vaccines in arms, um, and then I think on Friday, because that's when um, you all are aware of this, right? That when government has bad news, uh, they release it on a Friday, a Friday afternoon, because they, they think that no one's paying attention. They think they think like me that the Internet doesn't work, apparently, on Fridays and, and the weekend. So on Friday, it was kind of like, oh, oh, and by the way. Uh, we don't actually have any any back order. We don't, or not necessarily back order. We don't have any uh, surplus. Everything that is out there is everything. So um, the state next to me, Kansas, the state I grew up in, uh, was I think 50th out of 50 for um, vaccines received. Missouri uh, is way down there. Um, as a result, the less vaccines you have, the less vaccines you can do. Um, and so I think that may have been, I don't think that alone is what prompted uh, President-elect Biden um, in their plan. But just know that for those of you today who want a COVID shot, uh, you will likely not get it. Um, here... Um, locally, in my local um, place here in Kansas City, we're still on 1A, um, and we are also now in 1B. I, are you all aware of the tiers? Um, a lot. Some states do it differently. So in most states, uh, they're following the CDC guidelines, so like 1A, frontline healthcare workers. Uh, and then there's like, here in Kansas City and Missouri, we have tier 1B. We have tier 1B group 1, which is like first responders. And then there's tier 1B and so on and so on and so on. In Kansas, it's they have group 1, they have group 2. And keep it simple. But even, even if you're falling in tier 1B, like we won't be here in Kansas City, we won't be getting to... You know, it's confusing. 1B group 2. Tier 1A. Tier 1B group 2. 
we won't begin to get to those vaccinations probably until April. So you're saying, hey, I'm not a healthcare worker. I'm not a first responder. I don't work in a food manufacturing plant. Um, those, <laughs> so if we're not getting to those folks until April, the rest of us, so the rest of us are probably at the earliest looking at June, July, before they even get to us. But as I mentioned, there is no supply. So part of what's happened is that um, we're, you know, basically these manufacturers are having to go on the word of the, of the future president, uh, President-elect Biden, that the United States government will pay and that, uh, that we need you to produce. And he, oh gosh, this is one of those things where I'm like, I had it. Uh, the Defense Production Act, Biden is, is enacting that, meaning that every group that is capable of producing the vaccine will be producing the, will be producing the vaccine. Because I don't know if you've seen this, folks, but it's getting bad. You've got seniors who are camping out for days in Florida to get a vaccine that isn't actually there. Uh, and I don't want to say it isn't actually there. What I mean is that it's not actually there for everyone. So Florida man, Governor Ron DeSantis, essentially has opened the floodgates to the vaccine. But um, the vaccine isn't going, there's not enough supply. And there's no infrastructure set up. And that's not Florida man's fault. Um, and as much as you may love or despise your governor, um, trust that it's not your governor's fault that logistics are a mess. Um, this is not a budgeted thing. No states had this in their budget. Um, the federal government certainly didn't budget it, and they certainly didn't plan. They didn't offer any guidance or support. And I'm just saying all of this to say that despite all of the amazing work that's taking place shout out to the Wyandotte County Public Health Department by the way in Kansas City Kansas um who's doing amazing work man they're 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 making a dollar out of 15 cents um they're really moving and and you know I've heard stories of what's going on in Arizona uh other places uh despite the lack of support from government that public health departments and community-based organizations and the federally qualified health centers, the federally qualified health centers, um, shout out to, um, vibrant health also in KCK, um, making it happen. Um, despite all of their best efforts and really just, um, amazing, um, uh, we're going to be in this for a while and not just a little while. Um, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but, um, we're looking well into 2022, um, before, uh, we've got everyone vaccinated, which means we're going to need to do all of the things that, um, 
I'd like to think that we're still that we've been doing. And if we have stopped doing them, we're going to have to start. Um, I'm not sure if you are aware or heard of the new, um, the latest strain. It's not that new. We're, we've known about this now for about three weeks. Um, coming out of the UK. And it's not more powerful than the current strain, the strain, uh, the novel coronavirus uh, that we uh, are familiar with. It's not that it's more potent. It's just more easily um, transmittable. And so uh, I do want to implore, keep doing all the stuff, safe physical distancing, um, you know, obviously wear a mask and, and not just wearing a mask. Um, so a cloth, a cloth mask is better than no mask. Okay. But I would highly, highly encourage you especially if you're someone who has to be out and about has to work with people um i'm sorry let me let me step back not has to gets to work with people um you're gonna want to consider and not trying to scare you those n95 masks um you'll want to you'll want to consider getting those um You'll want to consider, I've got the masks that I love are uh, the masks where I'm able to to kind of um, slide in the filters um, that essentially turn that cloth mask into a kind of a N95 mask. You're going to want to, you're going to want to get those um, because we're, we're going to be in this for a while and um, yeah, just do that. Uh, also, there was a study that came out um, a few days ago that actually showed, um, and now, and, and this study has gotten a lot of pushback and critique, but I would be really interested in getting your thoughts on it. But what we're seeing is that across the globe, um, including the United States, that the mandatory shutdowns did not have a demonstrable um level of efficacy higher than the voluntary measures. Um, so, you know, across the globe, places that had a mask ordinance, places that shut restaurants down, uh, required restaurants shut down at a certain time or ban outdoor dining did not have a statistically meaningful, um, difference from voluntary measures. And so, I guess what it's saying, it's not saying that those things didn't work. What it's saying is, is that whether you were forced to do it or whether you chose to do it on your own, the efficacy is the same. And so uh, I took that as, you know, manage, manage your risk. Uh, manage your risk as a business owner. Manage your risk if you're, if you're, if you're able to manage your risk. Um, as an employee or as a worker, um, do that. Manage your risk for going out and about. But man, if you go out, wear the mask. So get better mask. And I went to um, I went to the hardware store about a month ago, and I bought a pair of shop glasses, <laughs> which I am the I'm the least unhandy you know male you'll probably ever meet. 
if it doesn't involve physical lifting or you know yard work I, i'm kind of i'm kind of at a loss but but apparently you know we talked about this before it gets through your eyes and i didn't mean for this to to um to become a whole tutorial about COVID 19 um except to say that the virus is adapting and combine that with the promise of the vaccine uh, has been broken. Um, not not it's not irrevocably broken, okay? But that promise has been broken. And the Biden administration is going to work like the Dickens to get us there, but we're we're several months behind. Um, so unfortunately for us, for the next foreseeable future, for most of 2021, if we're being, if we're being realistic, all of 2021, um, will be, um, similar because even when the vaccine ramps up, even when there are appropriate numbers of available vaccines, um, the logistics challenges still exist. And so I'm hopeful that the support from the Biden administration will allow for public health departments to um, to to develop a you know a logistics plan, or in the case of Wyandotte County where they've got a logistics plan, they just need more staff to execute. Um, but it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. Um, oh, also noted they're they're dumping the name Operation Warp Speed, and here's hoping. Here's hoping that they get rid of, they can't get rid of the, the division, but please God change the name from Space Force. Has anyone seen Mike Pence since um, last Wednesday? Well, not last Wednesday, now it would be two Wednesdays ago. Has anyone seen him? I haven't seen hide nor hair from him. I think mother, I think mother is keeping him, keeping him safe. You know, we, we have said and had lots of fun with mother over the past four years or so, but their relationship was made for such a moment as this. Am I right? I mean, they were, I mean, these people were dead serious about capturing Mike Pence. And mother was not having any of that. Yeah, mother put the kibosh um, uh, on that. Um, so, I don't know, have you all been having the same amount of joy as I have had watching the folks on the no-fly list? Have you, have you been seeing these videos? I mean, so I will say this, and it's almost scary to me it's scary to me how uh the use of the facial recognition um by the fbi is identifying these folks and the crowdsourcing the crowdsourcing of twitter i don't know it's kind of given me life how we're identifying these folks how they're getting arrested how they're losing their jobs what is giving me pause though is how the FBI is is asking for us to crowdsource and do this. 
Um, and I know that is it is to identify, you know, these these white supremacist um, rioters and uh, traitors. But it, it it then just serves as a use case and it serves as a precedent. And I don't I don't know about you. I just don't know how I feel about the FBI after the fact using the people to hunt down and turn in other people. Uh, we've seen this in history before. And um, we all know how, how that turned out. And so I just want to caution us. I want to caution us as much as I, and this is much as for me as for, for, for you, as much laughter as I'm getting out of these people being arrested, um, especially Baked Alaska. Have you heard of this guy? So there's a guy who is one of the leaders of this um, of this white supremacist um, traitorous um, effort. Um, named his nickname is Baked Alaska. And I believe he's from Scottsdale. I don't... How do you get baked Alaska? Being from Scottsdale? I don't know. I mean, you've got to ask the Gravy Seals. I don't I don't know how they come up with their code names. Um, but he was arrested. Um, and I'm bringing him up because his name is Baked Alaska, for one. Um, and he, he was streaming live on a blockchain service. We haven't spent a whole lot of time talking about blockchain. I'm very fascinated and have been for the past four years with blockchain. Um, and I got to tell you, the even though Parler has been shut down, even though um, the president's Twitter account has been shut down, it should be noted that the number, the amount of, of election misinformation since Trump's Twitter has been shut down, has the the misinformation being spread on Twitter about the election has gone down seventy three percent by shutting down one account. Seventy three percent reduction. Anyway, so these people. Banked Alaska, all these other folks, they've lost their accounts. They've lost their YouTube accounts. They've lost their Twitter accounts. Parler has been shut down. And what's happening now is they're using services like what Baked Alaska used, which was DLive. So blockchain is essentially a, a decentralized um, network. Um, if you're familiar at all, most people are familiar with cryptocurrency. Um, Bitcoin, Ethereum are kind of the Bitcoin. Obviously, is the is the one that everyone knows. Um, blockchain is the code, the coding that undergirds that. It is the infrastructure by which Bitcoin and Ethereum are written and exchanged. Um, and it's decentralized. Um, uh, and, it, you know, you know what? I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have, um, you know, have basically you know, Jason. I can't even call him a best friend. He's a brother 
on to talk blockchain sometime, but it's really fascinating. You can do all sorts of things with it. And um, he was using a blockchain service, um, DLive, um, to and they're and they're going they're going to these things now. Now that Parler's gone, um, they're going to deep deep underground. Um, and this is not in what I'm what I'm fearful of is that they're going to look at blockchain and say, oh, we've got to you know disrupt blockchain because you've got this underground network of wannabe terrorists who are trying to overthrow the government. But the point that I'm trying to make about Baked Alaska and all these other folks is they're not going away because Twitter and Parler have gone away. And um, I'm hopeful that the FBI does their job Um and and in detecting these people and not relying on on the American people to turn other Americans in that just sets a really 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 bad um, bad precedent. Um, but so yeah, I'm but I am delighting in um, in their uh, in their arrests. Um, apparently. And I think this is where I was going uh, with the GOP um, lawyer. You see that Trump wants to have a 21-gun salute on his way out the door. Um, do you think we should give it to him? I mean, if, if, it means, if it means he's gone and is not coming back, is it the worst thing in the world? To just give him the damn salute and tell him to get the hell out. I don't know. It's just kind of kind of a food kind of food for thought. Um, so yeah. Um, so this week was, yeah, historic. It was um, not a great week for America. Um, but the good news is this week, this week, ladies. Grab your chucks, you know, grab your pearls. We've got Kamala freaking Harris being sworn in as vice president on Wednesday. Man, so as horrible as the last two weeks have been, the sun is coming out, man. The sun is coming out. Um, and we've only got 72 hours to ride this thing out with this joker. And... Uh, America's going to be America's going to be on the road again man to being what it can be not what it was not what it was we can't go back to way to the way things were we can't go back there but we now have the opportunity to pursue you know the 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 dream we're also entering into um the week where Dr. King's, uh, we're celebrating Dr. King's birthday. Um, and so we now have the opportunity to pursue the dream the belo of the beloved kingdom. And we're going to have to reckon with our reality. We're going to have to hold the present in the, you know, we're going to have to hold the past and the future in this present moment. But we get to do that now. 
that's the hope. That's the real opportunity. I couldn't be more excited for for 2021. Now that we're now that we are getting um, our democratic republic back. Um, look, I don't have anything else, y'all. Um, I want you all to continue to be good to each other. Um, good to yourself. Um, do something. Don't, you know, I, I shared a lot of bad COVID news today. Um, but I will encourage you check in on your best people. And just because there's COVID doesn't mean you can't physically see them. Okay. I don't want you to be afraid of seeing people. Just do the stuff. Wear a quality mask. Um, you know, try to stay six feet, six to eight feet apart. Um, do your hand washing. Um, and I think the most important thing is don't be an asshole. That's, that's the key. Don't be an asshole and we'll all get through this. Okay. All right. I'm done talking. I'm going to catch y'all on the next episode of the uninvited. Peace. Yeah. Um, one last thing. Um, every once in a while I lose my train of thought in the show. The reason why I brought up baked Alaska, um, on Monday, um, the, wait, what was Monday? Monday was the 4th, right? January 4th. Um, Baked Alaska posted um, on his DLive that he had tested positive for COVID. Um, he then helped lead the insurrection on, on the 6th. So who knows how many hundreds of thousands of... Um, not hundreds of thousands, hundreds up to thousands of people he may have uh, infected um, with the virus by doing that. Just thought you ought to know. Peace. I need to sue the bouncer for giving me COVID. Remember I said, remember I said he was spitting right in my face. And that's when I, I, I had tested I had literally tested the day before and was negative. And then that guy spit in my face. And then now I'm positive. I'm suing his ass. I'm suing Gilligan's. Fuck you guys.